0: Good afternoon. Live from Fort Street in downtown Louisville, WFPK presents our weekly live music showcase, Live Lunch. And now, from our performance studio, here's your host, Laura Shine. Thank you everybody for being here today. We are absolutely thrilled to have the artist with us that we do. And I'm going to introduce him uh, right now. Our guest today wrote a top 40 hit at the age of 16 called How'd We Ever Get This Way. From there, he'd write several more Billboard Top 40 hits, including songs that went to number one, such as Rock Me Gently in 1974, Sugar Sugar that was recorded by the Archies in 1969, among others. He sold over 30 million records worldwide, and has had songs covered by everybody from Wilson Pickett to Tom Jones to Bob Marley. He's recently released a new album that also features fellow Canadian Kevin Drew of Broken Social Scene, and it's called It's Decided. Will you welcome, please, Andy Kim.
1: Here's a song from our new album called Ceylon.
2: tried to find my wisdom on a fast-moving train But I only found the hollow in a midnight hurricane I saw my religion in the eyes of a painter A poet and a seamstress and a land-loving sailor Sail on, sail on, sail on Freedom is for losers Devils and the saints Prison is for choosers Our liberties complaints. Sail on, sail on, sail on Sail on, sail on, sail on I call myself a tunesmith To people I don't know When they ask me why I came here I tell them it's all for show I went to my graveside to see what it was like You know I kinda liked it away from all this fight Sail on, sail on, sail on Found me a stranger who was kinder than the young he helped me engineer my way to my midlife life sail, sail, sail on, sail on, sail on Sail on, sail on, sail on We pray for our children not to be misused But we leave them a place Old and abused Like a family from a distance Who could never choose You can almost taste the sorrow while the cheerful for the clues Stay long, stay long, stay long Freedom is for losers Devils and the saints Prison is for choosers Our liberties complain Stay long, Ceylon,
1: stay stay long. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Kind of nervous up here, but hopefully you'll, uh, you'll help me along. Here's a song from my new album that was on my first album before you were all born here.
2: <laughs> Girl, I love you. You know I do. And I do not doubt that you love me too. But you're so young. Your life's just be Something tells me there'll come a day When you just might wonder what slipped away While you've been with me And you will want to be free Shooter my baby Shooter my baby Shooter my baby Shooter my baby If I lost you now I would surely cry But to lose you later you know I'd die Don't misunderstand Girl I have nothing planned you should go where the lights are bright And make all the scenes And stay out all night And have no fear Girl, I'll be right here Shoot him my baby Shoot him my baby Shoot her, my baby Shoot him up, babe. I want to spread your wings and fly. Try to touch the sky, but keep your powder dry. Shoot him up, babe. Screen my face
0: FBK's live lunch. We're so thrilled to have uh, Andy Kim with us today. His new release is called It's Decided. Also, Derek Downham on uh, drums and guitar simultaneously. Yeah. So, Andy, first of all, welcome to Louisville. Welcome to FPK. We're so glad to have you.
1: I'm excited, and thank you for uh, introducing uh, It's Decided to everybody. I appreciate
0: it. It was much. our album of the month last month, so we obviously love it. Great well, album. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, that song you just did, "Shoot 'Em Up Baby, which appears on the new record, as you said, was originally from when, 1968? 1968. 1968. Okay. <laughs> and it was co-written with, uh, with Jeff?
1: With Jeff Barry, who's uh, my mentor and, you know, wonderful songwriter, producer, worked with Phil Spector and Neil Diamond and so many, many great hits like, uh, the do run, run, be my baby, uh, chapel of love. And, uh, we did sugar sugar together and, and on and on and on,
0: you know? Yeah. And sugar sugar was a song from, from my childhood. I loved that song. I remember like roller skating in the basement and singing it over and over. Right. (laughs) And then reading Archie's comics. And then this, uh, this band called the Archies, um, did the song. It was a, just a huge worldwide hit. Um, So how do you react or what are your thoughts when somebody says this new album, it's decided, is a comeback record? Like you've been in seclusion and now you're back. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know, first of all, um, I come from uh, just a wonderful family in Montreal, Canada. I'm the third of four brothers. And everything that's happened in my life has been a blessing and, and a gift. So, early on, I had the good fortune to have a lot of success, and um, since I'm one of the mortal artists, I'm, I'm not a Beatle, I'm not Elvis, um, <laughs> I became irrelevant somewhere along the way, and I think we all have a certain shelf life, And um, but maybe if you live long enough and uh, you keep uh, writing, then maybe... Uh, maybe people start remembering your songs and maybe another generation comes and says hey how about we make an album together so that's how kevin came into my life and uh never expected to record again but i always loved writing songs and and uh was always hoping that you know there'd be an opportunity for me to do some shows and people would see me but uh It's the only thing I know how to do. I have no other skills, so I have to continue (laughs) to do this.
0: Well, when you you talk, you mentioned Kevin, Kevin Drew of uh, Broken Social Scene, a very uh, popular indie pop band, rock band in in Canada. Um, And Kevin and you worked very closely together on this album. How did you guys meet? How did this come about?
1: I, um, uh, about um, 10 years ago, as a matter of fact, we just celebrated 10th year. I, I, um, I do an annual... Christmas show um, uh, in Toronto, Canada and uh, tickets are $25 and all the proceeds from ticket sales go to a children's charity and it's always a charity that um, uh, a small charity so that when we present them with a check whether it's fifteen dollars or $20,000 it really means something to the facility and, and I go there and I meet the people and, and I've taken on the responsibility of calling artists who would who would show up. And, um, and one year, Kevin and Brendan showed up because Derek is a close friend of theirs. <laughs> and he said, hey, you guys should come. And um, they had such a great time that they said they'd, they'd bring the band the following year, which they did bring Broken Social Scene. Right. Um, so for the first couple of three years, I'd only see uh, Kevin once a year. And something happened in the f- fourth or fifth year um, where um, we started having this conversation. And it's it's wonderful when you meet a kindred spirit, because it's like a stranger on a train or on a plane. You can just talk and feel comfortable. You probably feel that you'll never see that person again. But with Kevin, it, it got very, very, very quickly into um, a very... I'm using a lot of berries today, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, it's just a beautiful relationship. And um, we just loved being together, um, loved having dinner together, talking about life. I don't think we talked about music too much. And then one day um, he said, hey, I've been thinking, how about if I produce your next album? And I didn't know there was going to be a next (laughs) album, let alone someone would even think about producing it. uh, So we talked about it for a while, and then... um, uh, we went into the studio without the normal things that I bring into the studio, which is, I grew up knowing that uh, you better have your song finished. You better hire the right musicians. I'm not a band. I've always been a solo artist. And am uh, I taking too long?
0: You're fine. With no, this. keep okay. going. It's fascinating. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, and, um you know, basically, um my understanding is you go into the studio and you get studio time from 10 to 1, 2 to 5, 7 to 10. That's when you went in and learned to play with strangers. And Kevin's world was completely different. I mean, he had a community of people. I mean, he put together a broken social scene and, you know, that's 9, 10, 12, 15 people at any given moment. Um, So... We talked about it, and uh, we talked about maybe doing some songs and and the kind of songs we'd be doing. And we had dinner one night, got late, was one o'clock. I should have been in bed by ten thirty with a book, <laughs> but Kevin's life starts at one o'clock. So he said, "Hey, let's go into the studio," and I said, "Well, you know, I, we don't have. Well, let's let's just try something." And as a matter of fact, "Huna My Baby" was the first thing we tried, and um,
0: he was already familiar with that song,
1: or. Well, he was familiar with it just from my history, but um, uh, there was something about that song that he he connected to. I never know why people like any of the songs that songwriters write. Uh, When Sugar Sugar came out, nobody wanted to play it. When Rock Me Gently came out, I couldn't get a record deal. And I understand it because it takes time for people to get used to new songs, let alone... Having radio play it every twenty minutes and and people calling us saying, "If they play that song one more time, we 're going to kill you, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but it this album is a product of of two people getting together who really care for each other and'll we'll always be there as friends and we just wanted to experience a a musical moment, and so there really was no plan. The songs just kind of started happening in the studio. And and what a wonderful place for me to be that way, you know.
0: So, Shein' Up Baby was the beginning.
1: Was the beginning, yeah. And we went on to Ceylon after that, which, which was the first song we did, you
0: know. Yeah. And, um, and ha- had you been songwriting, writing songs much prior to this? I've been writing or?
1: songs since I was, you know, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know they were songs. I just kind of pretended that I knew what I was doing yeah. later on, when I started having success i w- i w- i really get scared because after I'd finished a song, I figured well that's all there is I don't know how to how to think of anything else yeah. and I got to learn that you know the my subconscious was always feeding me with information so um so i I consider myself a songwriter and singer after that and and then a performer after that but but songwriting has always been something that I do uh if not every day but at least uh once a day I have a song idea that I write down um it's you know songwriting is not a science it's it's just who you are or you're not and um do you believe
0: it's something you can teach then or
1: well you know I I've, I've tried to talk to people about songwriting and I realize that that it's it's very hard to explain what you do because I will have an idea, but I won't know what that idea is and then but I'm but I know that there's an idea there, so how do I know there's an idea there I, I, I don't know that's why it's kind of scary at the beginning because you think well, I've just had this moment magic just happened um but I, you can teach the craft of songwriting, and and I hear a lot of the craft, but inspiration, is a completely different thing. I don't understand it, and I'm just so happy that you know I get inspired every now and then, and you know write a song like "Sugar Sugar" or "Rock Me Gently that become number one records. But you know, if if it was just craft, then then you know I'd be on a sailboat somewhere in the Bahamas. I just.
0: You know. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. How about we have you, have you do a couple of more, and then we'll talk some more, because okay. I'm loving this. But this is Andy Kim, live on WFBK's Live Lunch. Let's give him a hand one more time. Eric.
1: Thank you. Since there are no plans in my life, we're discussing what we're going to do right now. So I, I, I apologize for the, the down air time but Okay, so I'm going to try my hand at Sugar Sugar. But I'd like you to all sing with me, is that okay? Can you pick everybody up?
2: Sugar Ah uh.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. You can do better.
2: You are my candy girl and you got me. Honey, ah, sugar, sugar, you are mine,
1: and you got me wanting you. Archie time.
2: I just can't believe the loveliness of loving you. Thank you. I just can't believe the wonder of this feeling, too. Okay, everybody. Sugar. Ah, uh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me wanting you. Ah, uh, honey. Ah, uh, sugar, sugar. You are my candy. And you got me wanting you When I kissed you, girl, I knew how sweet a kiss could be Thank you. Like the summer sunshine, pour your sweetness over me. I'm so sweet Hey, hey
1: Enough. Are you close enough? Close enough. <laughs> so since we're in that era, and then when we've done this song, we'll play some songs from the new album. Um, I've been to Louisville a few more times before. And, um, but the first time, I forget the, the radio station here, in 1968, they started playing this song. Yes, yes. Look at you,
2: baby, look at me. So in love we used to be. But now it's just a memory. Baby, how'd we ever get this way? Baby, how'd we ever get this way? Well, I recall when things were fine, and every day that sun would shine. When I was yours and you were mine, baby, how'd we ever get this way? Tell me, baby, how'd we ever get this way? La 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la. Ba-la-la-la-la-la, ba-la-la-la-la-la-la, ba-la-la-la-la-la-la-la Remember, remember, remember how it used to work Get this way Baby how'd we Ever get this way Time and time and time again I wonder why it all Began And tell me how It's gonna end Baby how'd we Ever get this way Tell me baby How'd we ever get Baby how we ever get, baby have we ever get this way? Bala la 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 Baby have we ever get this way? Tell me how we, we ever get this way. Tell me how we ever get this way.
0: Baby, how we ever
2: get this way. Woo! Thank you, Lola.
0: Andy Kim, live on WFPK Radio Louisville, sounding great. Along with his guitarist slash drummer, Derek Downham. Well, WFBK Radio Louisville's Live Lunch series is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. And thanks also to the City Cafe with Citywide Delivery for any event for providing lunch for our members today. Next week on Live Lunch, it is our spring membership drive, and that will be in progress. So no live lunch. However, please tune in to hear our interview with Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie. And we'll also have some special giveaways in that hour. So that's next Friday at noon here on WFBK. WFPK. And then Live Lunch will return the following week with a, uh, a band, which I'm not sure who it's going to be just yet. But you can go to WFPK.org, listen to past programs there and see who else is coming in the next few weeks. So um, Andy, I'm so glad you just did that song. I love that song.
1: Thank you for remembering. Mm, it's
0: wonderful. <laughs> How'd you ever get that way? And that was your your first Billboard hit, right? In the top 40? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, and the... I, I And I remember, um, I forget where we were. I think we could have been in Ohio somewhere. And this was my first time in the U.S. And um, just traveling here. It got so beautiful when we started getting into this beautiful part of the world. And uh, so when I heard I was coming to, is it Louisville or Louisville or whatever, whatever... <laughs>
0: It's All, all the of above. those, yeah, Louisville, Louisville. Wh- whatever. When I yeah.
1: heard I was coming to Louisville,
0: um,
1: <laughs> I um, I really, really was excited because I um, um, there's a gentleman that I that I met a few years ago. His name is Hank Linderman, who uh, is from Louisville and uh, is a, you know one of the most successful producer arrangers in Los Angeles, and I had a chance to meet him a long time ago. And he remember seeing me perform here, and um, obviously I had not met him then. But I guess it had an effect on his musicality that uh, he finally, uh, you know, decided. Well, that's a good job to have. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, so this this
0: wow. this
1: part of the world has a lot of very important emotional memories for me. So I'm glad to be back.
0: Um, what you were 16 when you had this hit this the beginning of your career um launching really in a pretty big way um what does that do to a 16 year old's brain to have such a huge hit so right off the bat
1: (laughs) well you know i i think when you're when i think about it as an adult i i try to figure out what those emotions were but um but i wrote i remember those emotions i was really kind of out of place and out of time and um uh, playing in an environment that I was discovering, but really did not understand how the world worked. Um, it was uh, it was uh, you know the sixties. The latter part of the sixties were uh, a, you know kind of brilliant time to be away from home mm-hmm. <laughs> for me.
0: And you were in New York, uh, is that well, New, I York was in New York City? Yes, okay, wow. Know?
1: So, um, but I you know I would call my mom and dad every day, and I would. Um, at at the time, for the first couple of three months, I would I would fly home once a week for dinner. Uh, there was a, a shuttle from uh, LaGuardia to uh, Dorval Airport in Montreal, so I'd get on a plane, and it was just an about an hour flight. And my one of my brothers would pick me up, and I'd stay home for dinner, and then would leave on the last flight about 10:30. Mm. And it It was so emotional, you know it's like i'm I'm home, I'm with my brothers and my mom and dad, and we're such a close family uh that um it was difficult, especially for my mom to see me leave and for me to i i I wanted to leave because i i wanted to, i i had joined the circus and I was becoming a successful <laughs> part in that circus, but it's just those emotions kind of you know continue to stay with me and when I think about it um I, I think that it it took more courage for my family to kind of let me go than it did for someone who's 16 years old who had no idea what he was doing except following a dream, and um, and I was born with some kind of thing that that said if I'm going to do something, then it's my responsibility to see it through and not someone else's responsibility. So I, I've thought about it recently, and, and I had said uh, in an interview one time, I said, you know, um, uh, I'm not looking for someone to babysit my dreams. Those are my responsibilities. Um, but around that, there's, there's this collateral family that I continue to miss and, and um, want so much to, uh, to remember in the innocence of that moment. Mm. So... It was confusing. Back to your question, it was confusing. It was exhilarating. It was lonely. It was all of those things. But, but if I were sixteen years old and hanging around a mall, mm-hmm. I'd feel the same way—confused, <laughs> lonely. <laughs> What's going on? Do I know what I'm doing? What do I want to do? So, so I guess it's, I was normal.
0: How, how, did you, how did you get out of school? Were you in high school at the time, or
1: I had I uh, I was. I was, um, I, my birthday's in December, and so my mom lied about my age, hmm. so I got out of high school at that time, wow. and I went to a parochial school, so I was able to kind of, you know, I was, I loved going to school, so I was a pretty good student, so I kind of, but I, I sometimes wonder what college life would have been like, but... Here I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were getting a real-world education, no doubt about it. Did, were you invited to New York, or did you just pack up and go? Well, I didn't really
1: pack up and go. I, I, um, I being a good student, I, I used to look at all the credits on my brother's albums and, and try to study uh, what was going on. And living in Montreal, rock and roll was not really kind of fed a lot, uh, regarding uh, radio presence, but my transistor radio was my was my I guess uh, was my place to go to and find the world and and I would find WKBW in Buffalo and WABC in New York, and that's where those songs just started to kind of explode in my ear and it kind of fueled me and and it became my medicine and so. Um, we have um, relatives, I have relatives in uh, in New Jersey. So the three days I, that I was allowed to uh, stay in New York, um, my family knew that I could always have the safety of someone in uh, New Jersey. And I was really kind of centered on meeting Jeff Barry, because I would see his name as a writer, as a producer, working with a lot of successful people. And um, mm-hmm. somehow or other, that that connection without really knowing it um i really sought him out and so i went to the infamous brill building um and he gave me 5 minutes and and uh i think that that he kind of sensed that i had embodied whatever the musicality of the Brill Building was all about because I was a great student. I really didn't know anything about songwriting, or I only knew two chords. We're still playing those same two chords, <laughs> wow. uh, the Derek. So we're still playing those same two chords. But but how did we ever get this way? Uh, he liked, and um, he didn't like the sec- the third and fourth verses. And 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 he was uh, he was on his way to the studio, and and my kind of bravado broke down and. Asked him if I could go to the studio because I'd never been in a studio, and uh, so he allowed me to do that. and And I think that there was some form of connection there. And I kept I went back to Montreal and sent a whole bunch of verses down, and then had an opportunity to go back and and uh, see him again. and And he thought um, that I would be a good artist for his record label. Wow! And um, and it you know. Um, there's a wonderful adage in in the the quote-unquote making of records or in the record world or in the music world. You're only as good as your last two minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so you always have to prove yourself every time you write a song. And um, and it, it was a challenge to know that, that idea because I had no concept of a lot of those things. But when you have someone as talented as Jeff Barry and and as, um, as um, uh, accomplished in an environment of just incredibly talented people like Lieber and Stoller and Barry, Barry Mann and uh, Cynthia Weil and Carol King and Jerry Goffin and Burt Bacharach and Hal David and on and on. Every hit record you probably heard came out of that building, 1619 yeah. Broadway. If you're ever in New York City, just it's really an iconic building. But it was filled with musicians whose hearts are wishing for the best and whose hearts are broken at any given moment. And um, so you can feel all the anxiety and the celebration all at once. So it's kind of confusing. And what's really confusing is that I got through it all, and here I am. That's that's the hard part. You know, oh, wow. I mean, I did all
0: that, you know, so. So you... You kept believing in the dream. I mean, that's, I think, why you're still here. Um, is that fair to say? I mean...
1: You know, um, I, ha- I have no choice. I, I, it's really what fixated me ever since I was a kid, that this is what I wanted to do. And I didn't know how to design it. I just... You know, my world is, is filled with phenomenal musicians that have come to help me. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think, I think you're given the people with the right tools when you make the commitment that this is your life. And I think that if you have one foot over here and one foot over there and maybe one hand behind your back wondering, okay, I I need to keep my balance. Um, I think it it never works. And so, um, I had no choice but to do this and I kind of committed my my life to this and and so for all those years when I was irrelevant it was i I found solace in the fact that this is my life I'm not living anyone else's life I'm not trying to be one of my brothers I'm not trying to be one of those incredibly talented chart popping artists and I'm not trying to steal any moment from any generation I just I'm just centered in, in always being me, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 at least I try to tell people who ask me about, well, how do you do this and how do you do that is, is, is well, so what is it that you want to do? And what is it inside of you that, is, that gives you the power that you think you can do it? Because it's not someone else that does it for you. It's the power that you have within you to eventually have someone who can help you say, I want to share that power with you because I think together we can do this. Because you can only, you can dream all you want, but you've got to put in the time and you've got to really feel that you have the connection with that spiritual world. And uh, uh, my parents, you know, we used to freak out because I have no known skills that I said that other than this. And... um to me, the most important thing was when I was growing up on, on, on Rue Saint-Denis, which is a Saint-Denis street, which is kind of a pretty cool street. Uh, every year, the, the Walenda families, the flying Walendas, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Sure. But they used, to, they used to block the street off and they used to high wire just in front of our house.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and,
1: and it was like shocking as a kid to see that because there was no safety net and i figured that that's really kind of my world if you have a safety net you're going to use it and so for me i just figured you know uh i don't know what i'm going to do here i just i'm just going to do what i do and and somehow i knew i'd i kind of land on fertile soil it may not be fertile for anyone else but i'd be so happy just being here you know mm. and i have no plans for tomorrow i just have a plan I remember yesterday, someone said, so <clears throat> what do you got going this year? I said, hey, man, I'm at a great radio station tomorrow. <laughs> um, I mean, they chose my album as album of the month, and I used to go there every day just to look at it. Just uh-huh. So I'm still a kid. I'm still that kid, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, Andy Kim is our guest. His new release is called It's Decided. Fantastic record. And um, how about uh, we have you do a couple more songs, if you don't mind? It'd be great. Absolutely. All right, Andy Kim on FBK. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it's just that your sister said that you'd be okay. And the timing you feel is right in your life And it's just okay, just okay tonight Yeah, it's just okay, just okay, it's fine Well, it's just that your mother said that be okay, and the timing you feel is wrong in your life, and it's just okay, just okay enough, yeah, it's just okay, just okay, it's fine. Said that you'd be okay And the timing you feel die In your life And it's just okay Just okay tonight Yeah, it's just okay Just okay, it's fine Your love Will not raise you up No, no
1: Derek Downham. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. you. We're figuring it out along the way. Thank you for your patience.
2: once there was a room in a house that i could run to and paint my world with secret dreams that would come true didn't need no reason then feel so lost today why can't I ever find my way Once there was a road Going south That I could head for Bring my world All the things My heart had sent for Didn't need no reason then so lost today Why can't I ever find my way Why can't I ever find my way It only happened once I came knocking on your door. I ever find my way.
0: down i'm on guitar and um they are just uh passing through town came here to to just talk with us and be here for live lunch today and we thank you all so much for doing that um andy as a as a very experienced songwriter what are your thoughts on what's going on these high profile lawsuits you know about like the song blurred lines the the robin thick pharrell song and i was just curious as to as to what what's your opinion on when you see things like that?
1: Um, I'll quote Tom Petty, because he had the same, similar situation with Sam Smith. He said, it's a uh, musical accident. So, you know, I'm, I'm not a musicologist. I, I listen to music and I kind of like it, or I don't like it, and, and I really never break down what other songwriters are doing. Um, but you read a headline like that, and, and you figure that um, somewhere, somehow, um, subconsciously, or I, I don't know. I I have no answer really for it. You know? yeah. I just pray that everyone's okay. You know.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, are there are there any uh, songwriters right now, contemporary that that are that you find exciting or you're inspired by or anybody you've been well, listening I, to? Well,
1: I, and... obviously I just worked with Kevin True from Broken Social Scene. Right. Um I, I I found that working with him was uh, a completely different. Uh, learning curve. Um, How so? Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of a verse-chorus-verse-chorus verse, chorus kind of guy. You know, I mean, sugar, da 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 da. You, you got the verse. <laughs> I just can't believe the love. And then you go back to sugar, sugar. Mm-hmm. Well, but Kevin doesn't doesn't paint in in those, in, in that way. You know, and, and and in in working with him, um, um I just felt that that. You know, I, I I just didn't want to get in my own way. I hadn't recorded in a long time, and I just figured, okay, I'm I'm here, and this is this is uh, an opportunity to see me through his spirit and his world. Um, so I learned because you know we we wrote some songs together, and just in in the fact that um, we were able to write together is 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 a testament to him understanding maybe an old-school way and, and my kind of letting go some of those rules and experiencing w- what his world is, is all about. And, uh, hey, we were album of the month here. So we, so we did something right. right. But, I, you know, I, I try not to... Um, um, at the beginning of my career, there was really kind of set standards um, where you did have to, you know, meet the clock Uh, People wouldn't play uh, a song if it was over 2 minutes and 30 seconds, and then it went to 3 minutes and 3 minutes and 30. And and a great songwriter like Jimmy Webb showed up and gave us the MacArthur Park that went on forever. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. But that was great. But all those songs, all those songwriters, really had to crystallize their thoughts in a certain amount of time. Um, And when you're meeting uh, uh, an opportunity to to be with... um, uh, to me, a, a musical genius like Kevin Drew, uh, the way he paints the pictures, the way he sees his world, the way he sees life, is it's not as cut and dry as verse, chorus, verse, chorus. So from that point of view, um, I learned that and um, also wrote with Ron Sexmith, who was kind of... Um, in, in, probably in in closer to my backyard than than anyone else's backyard you know and uh truly uh um just a poetic spirit and, and a wonderful songwriter and i know he's been here before and uh so so i i kind of i was able to to balance both um i i think that um you know when we learn experiences from um a a um uh, someone who's very talented, you take the time to understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not one that really wants to use a cell phone. I want to pick up, uh, an actual, um, dial tone and, and then call somebody. Um, so a lot of things that are going on today that, that I could probably do without, um, texting i gotta learn how to spell all that kind of stuff <laughs> autocorrect uh, it's,
0: it's okay oh <laughs> yes it's true
1: but uh, but songwriting has always been fascinating and and i just love the fact that um i was able to experience uh this time with kevin and and his community of cohorts you
0: know mm-hmm. now the album's called it's decided what where did the title come from
1: um it it comes from a a, a song called longest time and and um Kevin had sent me an MP3 of. Uh, does anyone know what MP3 is here?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, just checking. Um,
1: uh, of a of a song. It, it, his email said, um, uh, "I wrote this f- thinking about you, and um, um, but I'd like to f- finish it with you because there was really kind of no verse." Uh, It was just sporadic lyric ideas, but there was one catchphrase. And the catchphrase was, been away for the longest time, which I have been away for the longest time, but it's decided. And I thought, you know what, it's it's basically how I felt as a kid that it's decided that I'm going to do what I'm going to do I never thought that I would I would be lost in that world. My decision was going to bring me freedom. My decision was going to expand my world. I would I knew somehow, and I think for all of us, you know, we are more apt to make certain decisions than uh, a twin or someone else would make, and and uh, and I think that the the struggle to always be a, an individual is a hard one. Um, but, I had no choice to be to listen to that thing inside of me and and I think it 's the reason why Kevin and I got along so well because it 's decided for him as well, and it 's decided doesn 't really mean that that it 's predestination it's decided is basically the thought that um you own what decisions you make you 're responsible for everything, and once you realize that, then there's comfort and freedom in making those decisions. Because they're not about someone else. They're really kind of about your choices. And I guess along the way, you you don't want to hurt anybody and you don't want to confuse people. But sometimes it's, um, it's difficult to say, this is what I need to do. This is what I want to do. So that's where the title came from. And I thought it was, um, I, I have gone around and asked my brothers, and everyone's got a different opinion about what it's decided means. <laughs> but so before you all leave today, maybe you'll tell me what you think about that title <laughs> and what it means to your life, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we got time for one more song. And uh, again, it's been such a pleasure and honor having you here. Andy Kim, our guest on WFBK's Live Live.
1: Well, I, I, will, I will leave you with, with, um, with a song that, that, um, that I wrote. I was without a, a record label. I played it for some friends. Um, they were kind of lukewarm about it. So I decided, you know what? I had left, I had packed my dreams up and moved to Los Angeles. And I met someone. And that relationship... Um, over, a, over an evening that turned into dawn I took her home I went back to my place made a pot of Turkish coffee got the guitar out and wrote the song I decided to re- record it myself so I'm the writer the artist the producer, the publisher and in the end when nobody wanted it for a year I decided to go back home and um and put the record out on my own in Canada. And it started to become successful enough that it found its way to the U.S. And I finally got my uh, gold record given to me by John Lennon. So it's it's really kind of the power that I've lived that I think we, should, we all have, and that is to hold on to a dream. And here's the song. Ain't it
2: good, ain't it right, that you are with me here tonight. music playing, a body swaying in time. Touching you so warm and tender, Lord, I feel such a sweet surrender. Beautiful is the dream that makes you mine. Mm-hmm. Rock me gently Rock me slowly Take it easy Don't you know That I have never been loved love like this before And baby My baby You got the moves there Driving me crazy And on your face I see a trace of love Come hold me close Don't let me go I need you honey I love you so You were made for me By the stars above me gently, rock me slowly, take it easy, don't you know that I have never been loved like this? Rock me gently, rock me slowly, take it easy, don't you know that I have never been loved like this before? And
0: WFPK's Live Lunch. Thanks, everybody. I'm Laura Schein. See you again next time. Thank
1: you. You've been listening to WFPK Radio Louisville's Live Lunch, made possible by our contributing listeners. Andy High is our recording engineer, Paul Nevitt runs the house sound, and WFPK's Live Lunch is produced by Stacey Owen.